0: No timeouts back, episode 41. We got some NFL playoffs going. We got some more NBA stuff going on. It's crazy going on, stuff going on in the NBA. But first, we're going to get to the NFL. Uh, I'm here just with John, doing the two-man this time. No three-man weave. Kari is somewhere washed in his blanket, recovering from a night of drinking. Don't worry. (laughs)
1: I'm going to wait for you to get back in. I'm coming for you, fool.
0: Right, yeah. Listen, what are the odds? What are the odds he's really, quote unquote, hungover, and what are the odds he just does, doesn't want to talk about the Ravens?
1: Well, you know what it is. Like I mean, it, <laughs> it was it was so much smoke for the Steelers. You know, like when, when we lost, I mean, it was expected. I mean, you know, like I mean, I ain't think we was gonna get embarrassed like that. But you know, we got embarrassed just for the Ravens to come back the following week and get completely embarrassed. So put up
0: three points. Very nasty.
1: Ah oh, man. against guess the deep, I guess they, I very mediocre bill defense. but
0: Right. Had them, had them looking like the 86 bears out there. Well, Tredavious White might've had the best day
1: of his career. all <laughs> the safeties they got like they should.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lamar, Lamar went out kind of sad, but we're going to save all that for Kyrie. I don't want to get too much into that because we, because he, he ducked it this time, but he, he going to have to never come on this podcast again if you don't want to hear it. Oh yeah, no question. <laughs> but shit, we just get right into it. We got the AFC championship game, Bills Chiefs. I think this was at the end of the day what most people kind of expected. I mean, they're the one and two seed in the AFC. So, you know, what I'm saying record-wise, it makes sense. And they are the best two quarterbacks probably in the AFC. So it really all kind of lines up well. We just found out what Thursday, uh actually That's Friday. What? Um right. that Pat, you know, Pat Mahomes is good. We don't got to worry about that. You know, what are the odds that they would have let him sit out? Zero. <laughs> it's negative. That boy would have had to be in a damn the coma. Sleep. Right. A whole, yeah. It would have been a lot more than a little concussion. You know, they don't even take concussions seriously. They just, you know, the PR, you know how that goes. But and I to say, AFC Championship game, like, like, let's be realistic. But anyway. Regardless, he's good. The, the doctor said he's good. I hope he's good. I hope he actually is good, but he's and good. So we don't have to worry about that. The doctor put a thermometer
1: that. in his mouth and was like,
0: all right. <laughs> no like, more concussion. He <laughs> patted him yeah. in the
1: butt and was like, all right. Right,
0: go <laughs> right. But, which is wild, though, because that his hit, like, when he got up yeah. wobbling, like, that, that was that actually was pretty bad. wild. Yeah, like, it was pretty wild.
1: To, I, I don't know if a lot of people really peeped it. When he got up, the offensive lineman was holding him up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he got up like he just got –
0: yeah, he, he I got done. up like, like he just got knocked out in a fight like, I like, was he, like he 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 got up like Nate Robinson got up. Like I was expecting him to be gone for like to the Super Bowl, possibly. Like I ain't right.
1: be back for this week. But Again, like you said, the NFL don't really take concussions seriously. So I'm right, kidding. I
0: mean, yeah, they, they tell us they take it seriously, but we we know the vibes. They but, stuck,
1: they stuck the thermometer in his armpit and his arm pinning. He was straight, you know, like keep it moving, you know, drink plenty of fluids. That's what they told right, me. Right, right,
0: right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't stare at any lights. You know, what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So anyway, I I can't I can't personally see a scenario. Well, first, I guess we could talk a little bit about last week. Shout out to. Uh, Damn, I'm forgetting who the Chiefs played. Oh, the Browns. Yeah, the Browns, they did all right. Cleveland, man, like they, they, they did were, all right. You know, I I I didn't expect them to win, but they were closer than I expected. Because I mean, granted, who knows what the score really would have been if Mahomes had been in the whole game because they were kind of getting dogged before he got hurt. It was like 17 to 3. Well, no,
1: but... remember remember before Mahomes got hurt, Cleveland made a game out of it. They scored to make it 10 to 17, and then they got yeah. a stop.
0: So that's remember,
1: true. That's true. Like they, they was making a game out of it. Like, Kansas City was a little – they was a little shook. They was a little right. beat on that sideline.
0: Right. No, that's true. But shout out to Kansas City because they held on, like, a, basically a full half without Mahomes. Like, their defense pretty much stopped them the whole, whole game. They scored, like, a couple field goals, I think it was, or maybe one touchdown, something like that. They didn't score too much once Mahomes was out. So, that's their true. defense stepped it up, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, the Browns offense isn't amazing. I'm not a, exactly a Baker fan, but it is what it is. You know, they got the dub. And then the Bills, um, they took care of business too. So we had to say this week, I can't really see a scenario where the Bills win, assuming Mahomes is healthy. Like I just I just I personally think the Chiefs are are the modern day Patriots in terms of success level dynasty. Like I just think they're too unstoppable. As long as their defense is solid, I can't see. But I I cannot see Josh Allen coming into Kansas City and leaving with a win. I just I can't wrap my my mind around that. I don't know how how you feel about that.
1: I mean I'm gonna say this: if it was still like if it was if we were much closer to normal to normalcy, and if we actually had fans in the stadium, I would say the same thing. I'd be like, all right, Josh Allen has no chance, no shot of going into Kansas City and leaving with a W. Like it's just not going to happen. But I mean, the only thing that gives the, that I would think gives them some hope is that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are the hottest duo in the NFL right now, like by far. Like they, they've they been on like a hot streak since like I think it was like week six or week seven. Like they, like last week, I mean, I I know we said Marlon Humphrey wasn't a good matchup for Stefan Diggs. Like Stefan Diggs is going to basically dog him out. I think you said that, but I still didn't expect him to do what he did to that secondary last week, I still didn't expect Stephon Diggs to do that. So right. now I come over to Kansas City who has a much worse secondary. They have Tyron Matthew back there, but he's not about to play man-to-man with Stephon Diggs the whole game. I don't, I, I, it's just, it's something about that Bill's offense. I can't really figure it out. I mean, I know one thing, I think everybody should have learned since like week 11, especially after we played them in week 15 that like you you should not blitz. You should not blitz Josh Allen at this point. Like I don't know what it is. Like, maybe Diggs is just deadly on one on one coverage. Maybe he's like the most the most under the radar top three receiver that we've ever seen. But when you blitz Mahomes, him and Diggs have 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 a knack. Him, Diggs, and Cole Beasley have a knack for murdering you when you blitz him.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely true. I said this um on my little, you know, here for a TV thing. I do, you know. Yeah, I saw that. The- yeah, the Ravens blitz the most, and Josh Allen has the most touchdowns off the blitz in the league. And he was,
1: and he was... last week on the blitz like they bought the house, and he basically said, "Oh, that's cute. Watch this." Like he he really right. was dissecting.
0: Like and right. so... I will say though, I will say though that Josh Allen ended only threw for two hundred yards, two hundred six yards, one TDs, thirty-seven attempts. So it's not like, you know, what I'm saying he didn't light up the world. But to me, the thing that really holds me back on the Bills offense and ultimately them as a team because I think their offense is their biggest strength is that they just don't have a run game like Devin, Devin Singletary has not been
1: yeah, that I mean,
0: guy that we expected you know what I'm saying TJ like Zach Moss is injured so like TJ Yeldon ain't you know ain't nothing to really talk about nothing crazy and then you know if Josh, their best running back is Josh Allen you feel me <laughs> <laughs> like to be honest with you so it's just like they're just so one-dimensional that it's hard for me to feel like all that responsibility and weight on Josh Allen is going to pay off against the Chiefs. I mean, I feel that's like, that's that's, what really, that's what's holding me back. On but that. the Chiefs are one-dimensional too.
1: Like that's that's like that's I guess that's my whole thing about looking at it. Is like like when I look at these two teams matching up, it's much different. I think from every other matchup that we've seen so far. Outside, like and it's funny both conferences have the same type of matchup. It's a quarterback versus quarterback matchup. It's my guy versus your guy. Like, right. we're going to see who wins out, basically. While Mahomes, I think Mahomes, they've surrounded him with the weapons that complements his game the most. Like, and he probably, I think, I guess, you know, if you have, like, when you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, which Kelsey, like, I mean, I've always thought Kelsey was a was a really good tight end. I've always thought he was, like, top three or top, at least top three in the league. But, like, last week, I think solidified, like, he's oh, he, top,
0: he is by far the best the tight end. That's top, no question.
1: Like, yeah, the best tight end. I think in all honesty in the league, since Tony Gonzalez roll out
0: retired. I'm gonna say he's not he's like Hall of Fame caliber. Yeah, yeah like man.
1: last week was just even with Chad Henney in the game, like Henney wasn't able to complete a pass. I don't think to anyone else. I think he had like what four or five completions, or maybe yeah. Like, he, Chad like number six completions, yeah. I think he threw five of them to Kelsey and they were for right. four rounds. Like, and that, right. like to me, it's just it's one thing when you're dominant with with, with a top tier, cor- cal- yeah, with, or with any top tier talent at quarterback, but then they bring in the backup that you don't get reps with, and you still murder the defense, like you still make them pay right throughout the entire series of the game. So, like, long story short, I like what Mahomes has done. I mean, I like what Josh Allen has done. I like how the Bills have built the team around them and kind of embraced this style. I'll give credit where credit is due. I I didn't think he was going to play out all like this. I didn't. I didn't think. Josh Allen was going to be this type of guy. Like right. you said, those fans are kind of getting annoying because, I mean, they really were right when nobody else was giving them credit for being right. Like, they they took Josh Allen ahead of a bunch of other people. Granted, I still think if you redo that draft, like, is this, this is the same draft where Mahomes and Lamar Jackson got picked too, right?
0: Not Mahomes, but Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, still pick, I,
1: I would still pick Lamar number one in this right. class, regardless. I don't care about what Josh Allen and Baker have done this year in the playoffs. Like, I don't think any other quarterback from that draft class has done more with less than Lamar. I don't think... Right Any quarterback in the NFL really is doing more with less than Lamar. But. Oh, yeah.
0: No, you can't slander. I'm not slandering Lamar. Yeah. The only the only thing you could ever slander him for is because he, he didn't carry a whole offense. That's the only thing you could slander hey, him for.
1: But he's the only quarterback. That's, what I'm, to do that's that. what I'm saying. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like his receivers are not it. Like not even like, you know, Marquise Brown is a is a nice like number three.
1: He would be good he's their best be receiver. great in the slot. Great in the slot.
0: Right. Mark Andrews isn't really all that. Like, he's no, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, people were saying he's on the Travis Kelsey level. Like, he's not even on the George Kittle level. Like, he's yeah. good. He's solid, but not he's nothing. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, not close over. to great. Not at all. So I, I,
1: but they I'll, need to they need to throw whatever they can at Allen Robinson and beg him to come to Baltimore.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 100%. Well, but the thing I, is with the Chiefs, though, sneakily, even though Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hasn't played, and I'm not sure if he'll play this week either, uh, Darrell Williams did run for 78 yards on 13 carries. So, like, They have some type of balance. I'm talking like Devin Singletary ran for 20 yards last week on like eight carries. Like there's levels. Like I feel you that like at at the end of the day, they both lean on the pass game. But Mahomes, like they have one, they have Tyreek. So off rip, you're not, you're never going to load the box on the Chiefs ever just off rip because of Tyreek. So that automatically is leaving some room for the running game, regardless of the running back. You know, like I said, Darrell Williams. 13 carries on he had six yards per carry. You feel me? Like that's like that's deep that's solid. You know what I'm saying? Like that's gonna leap the defense honest. And they have a better quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like I think the defenses are pretty comparable. You know, we can kind of nitpick what you I might like the Bills a little more. I think they have a slightly better secondary. I think that the the Chiefs might have a slightly better pass rush, but they're pretty comparable. So to me, it's just like let's just not overthink this. Like let's, you know what I'm saying. Like let's not question greatness. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes we we think we think too hard on things. You know what I'm saying? Like look at the NBA. Like the Lakers had, and this, and I was in fault of this too. The Lakers had two top five players, and we we're like, oh, but they don't have a point guard. Oh, but this they don't. This, but like bro, like let's talk about what they do have. Like let's like let's just keep this simple. Like the Chiefs have the best quarterback, and the Bills don't. You know what I'm saying? So like outside of some crazy injury or something, I just don't see how the Bills are going to outplay the Chiefs.
1: So you willing to give me a score?
0: Uh Yeah, I'll say I'll say 30-24. Ooh, one score game? Yeah, I, I, guys, the, the Bills got enough. The Chiefs defense isn't good enough to blow somebody out to me. Like the Chiefs' defense isn't that lockdown. They're they're good enough, you know what I'm saying. Like they have playmakers, they make timely plays, but they're not gonna go out there and just shut down somebody. So I think I definitely think it's gonna be a close game. Don't get me wrong, but I like when it gets you know really down to it. I, I can't see I can't see the Chiefs like. Coming that have to play from behind or whatever, whatever. But even if they do, if the Mahomes got the ball last, then that's that'll be okay yeah, too.
1: That's curtains, like, right? Man.
0: But even still, I'm, just, I'm gonna go 30 24. What about you? Uh,
1: I'm gonna go 31 21. Okay, I think it's going. I think the bill, I think what you said is true. I think the Chiefs have the best quarter, the better quarterback. I think the Bills have the better receiver,
0: man. I don't, man. Tyreek, Tyreek is. is I mean, I know he's not, he might not be Stefan Diggs, but boy, he's not far off. No, don't
1: get me wrong. Tyreek might
0: be in my top. Where are you ranking Tyreek? He might be in my top five.
1: Top five. Because
0: uh... the thing is, people want to discredit him because he doesn't necessarily have the receiver look. You know what I'm saying? Like he kind of just looks like a gadget, like a Percy Harvin type, like just like a gadget guy. Just, but dang. like for me, it's just he runs three routes. That's it. Like it doesn't it, matter. It, it, Again, it, it, we're overthinking this. We're overthinking this, bro. I'm he playing. puts up numbers. But I, that's
1: with Mahomes back there. Yes, he puts up numbers. It's you? It, this is my thing. This is why I said I think. The Chiefs did a great job of surrounding Mahomes with the right weapons to fit his style, right? But a guy who runs a four-two,
0: to show up, with, to show up.
1: W- with a guy who can throw six, who could throw damn near seventy yards across the field, and right. it'd be, and it'd be a, a, it'd be like a rocket just shot off his arm. It's not like that joint gonna hang in the air for ten years. It's gonna right. down there like quick. So my thing about it is, I've seen stuff on Diggs with Kirk Cousins. With the other guy that was back there at first, uh, I, I can't, Keenum, yeah, Case Keenum. I saw him with them two, and now I'm seeing him with Josh Allen. And he does the same thing with all of them, and he runs more, and like he's become a much better route runner. Like he's a very underrated route runner. So I'm saying, like, when I look at Tyreek Hill, I don't know if he's in my top five. I would have to think about my top five a little bit because, in my opinion, Nuke is number one. Like DeAndre Hopkins is the is the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. He can run right. every route. At the point of the, at the point of catch, he's might be I think the best receiver in the league right now, as far as just one on one mano and mano, like it's me versus you. You are gonna have to figure
0: it out. My thing is, I mean, I feel you, and I de- and I definitely agree with that. My thing is, like, I mean, one, I'm not gonna fault Tyreek Hill for his quarterback, like. Patrick Mahomes is out there so with Patrick Mahomes I'm grading him with Patrick Mahomes I'm not gonna fault him because he got drafted to a good team like I'm not you know what I'm saying like we haven't I haven't seen him play with a different QB to assume he can't play with another QB but my thing is like out of all the receivers in the league period there's one receiver I would never leave on an island because there's no one in the league fast enough to guard him. Even if you, even if it's one on one and you just say Tyreek Hill run a five yard curl and come back. Now it's one on one and this corner has to tackle Tyreek Hill with no help, bro. You're probably not going to tackle him, and if you don't tackle him, it's an 80 yard catch.
1: Yeah, but you can. I feel like you can say that about a lot of people. I don't think. I, I don't think you can say bro, that. I
0: don't think. No, nah, I'm don't not think, leaving,
1: I, I don't think you will find a defensive coordinator on the planet that is going to leave Nuke or Devontae Adams on an island at all, at all.
0: Uh, i don't know i've seen mm.
1: i've seen tyreek with some one-on-one coverage too i've seen i've seen i'm I'm saying this i've seen all the top five receivers in the league with one-on-one coverage at one time or another but when i look at teams if nuke doesn't have a good week i don't know if the cardinals are going to win if Devontae Adams doesn't have a good week you know the the packers can still win because they have aaron Rodgers. if tyreek hill doesn't have a good week the chiefs can still win because they have pat mahomes like that's that's kind of like my, my basis around it. If Stephon Diggs doesn't have a good week, I don't know if the Bills are going to win because I don't have that much faith in Josh Allen. Like, it's not necessarily that I'm faulting them, faulting Devontae or Tyreek for their quarterbacks. But I, when I look at a receiver, I think Aaron Rodgers made Devontae Adams. Like, Devontae Adams is pretty good, but I think the, playing with Aaron Rodgers has made him exceptional. I look at Stephon Diggs, and I think he makes the quarterbacks that he comes in contact with. Same thing for DeAndre Hopkins. I think no matter, he can play with, Kyler Murray, or he could play with.
0: I mean, I feel you I just, Hawkins put up numbers with Brock Osweiler, quarterback. So exactly. I definitely feel that. So that's, that's. Like, <laughs> I definitely feel so that. like it's like,
1: it's like, that, that's the type of thing. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think you are right. I think Stephon Diggs is better than Tyreek Hill, but it's, he's not way in above. Like, it's not like right. it's a negative. It's a like Calvin Johnson and everybody else feel difference between. Them. Right, right, right. It's more like Steph, Stephon Diggs might be like, he might be number four or number three.
0: And, and top
1: week might be number six. But, right. Not that, yeah. I feel you
0: for sure. But That's, I think we both we both agree that the Chiefs are probably gonna win either yeah. way. So yeah. the other game, Packers, Bucks, I think this one is a little more interesting. Ooh, I mean, wow. earlier in the year, the Bucks killed them, if I if I remember correctly. Just absolutely because absolutely, the Packers are doing great. They might have been undefeated up to that point, and the Bucks just came in, I think it was like thirty-eight to ten or something, something wild. Um, so the rematch will be interesting.
1: Brady um, Rod.
0: I know, no no Antonio Brown, he's officially out. So that's that's gonna hurt the Bucs, I think. Cause I think one of the big things that's helped the Bucs over the past month or so is Antonio Brown getting more comfortable. Like he had, he had been scoring, he had scored a touchdown prior to last week when he got injured in the game, four straight weeks up to that point. Like he had been doing good. So to so essentially have three number one receivers. That's, you know what I'm saying, that's different. You know, Chris Godwin's been dropping a lot of balls lately. You know, Mike Evans is still cool. Uh, Ronald Jones is still a little hurt, Um so I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, if Ronald Jones is healthy, I don't know. You know, but I think the Packers are more susceptible to running game kind of doing them in, but I don't know if I'm trusting Leonard Farnett and, and Ronald Jones. You know, I I don't know how I feel, so I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm leaning towards the Packers because I think the Bucks defense is a little overrated, especially that pass that pass attack. I don't know who the hell is checking Devontae Adams except Jesus. They're gonna have to pray. Uh, other than that i don't really know so i'm leaning towards the packers i, I think it's going to be i think it's going to be close i think it's made it really close um you know the bucks do get pressure and that's like the number one qb color no matter what quarterback you're talking about is if you can get pressure without blitzing all the time that's going to be it um you know they're getting v-to-v back their defensive tackles to help stop the run so that's going to help a lot, but ultimately, I I still I, I don't know. This this one is definitely a coin flip for me because I could very much see the Bucks winning. You know, Tom Brady's definitely playing at at the highest level he has all season, as he usually does come playoff time. Man, he his, his ass annoying as hell. I think it's forty three, still putting in work. Shout out to him though, the TB twelve method. But I'm gonna roll with the Packers. I don't feel I don't feel good about it. Not I don't feel good about it at all. But I'm gonna roll with the Packers um 28-24. Actually 27-24, excuse me. I'm gonna roll with the Packers 27-24. Um, but I could, you know, this might be uh who has the ball last kind of game, you know what I mean, or who makes one stop in the fourth quarter kind of game. I think it's gonna be pretty close. I don't I don't expect the Bucks to just kill them again. Um And I don't think neither team has a good enough defense to just like stop the other team entirely, but, but we'll see. I don't know how how you feeling. How you feeling about that?
1: So I'm gonna say this. I I look at the Bucks and I think about you know like you're right. They have Brady. Brady's playing at a high level. I also remember that the Bucks went toe to toe with the Skins and they came they came in all honesty a single a singular pick that was not Doohickey's fault away (laughs) from that being, from that being an overtime game (laughs) against the Skins. And it's not like they was in a slobber knocker. Like it was like a 10 to seven game. They, they won 24 to 31. So they let a guy who was, who was asking people paper or plastic six weeks ago, take them to the brink, (laughs) like actually like really make them sweat. Then they went against this saints team with, this half of a man, Drew Brees, that obviously is not healthy. He's not okay. Like, I think – I feel like everybody could tell when he first came back that he might still have a couple
0: broken ribs even. Like, right. And they and didn't have ribs. Taysom Hill. I think that's a, that's very underrated that they didn't have Taysom Hill.
1: But, I mean, I'm just saying just in general, I think if they even put JMEs in for the whole game, I think it would have been a closer game. But right. there was just a lot of bad throws from Drew Brees during that game. And I yeah. think when you look at it, the Bucks aren't winning super convincingly. They're not rolling right. teams out. They,
0: they definitely have a they, they definitely had a very sweet path to this game.
1: And that's what I'm saying. Now, when I look at the Packers on the other hand, the Packers walked the dog on the ramps. Like, I don't think that game was ever in doubt. I actually turned that joint off in the second quarter because I was like, all right. <laughs> like Rodgers, like Rogers is starting to get going. Aaron Jones is doing whatever he feels like doing. And Jair Alexander is over there like wreaking havoc on whoever he guards. So when I look at this game, I don't think it's that interesting. I think the only way the Packers lose is if Roger, Rogers folds and if Tom Brady just exceeds expectations with no Antonio Brown. Because like you said, my thing is, I looked at him in the, like the last three or four weeks of the season, even before the playoffs came, and it looked like him and Antonio Brown were starting to clip. And
0: oh, yeah, definitely.
1: My worry for everybody in the NFC was, if you got Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, if Mike Evans can get healthy, like you said, that's three number ones. And then Gronk is going out there. Playing, playing as well as he can play anyway, so I don't need that much of a running game to run to lean on. You can't stack the box. So even if I hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones, I don't need them to be otherworldly. It's going to be right. four or five Bama's in the box. If I do right. a trips, if I do a trips bunch set, it's not going to be seven or eight people in the box. You're going right. to need four or five people in there. I just need I just need the guy whoever I'm handing this ball off to to be halfway decent. You're not going to have any pressure on you.
0: Right, just yeah, just fall forward, fall forward.
1: Yeah, like just, <laughs> if you give me four yards a carry, we're gonna win the game because they're, right. they're they're gonna be terrified to leave any of these three on a complete island. They're gonna be terrified right. of it. And right. I don't think I'm Tom Brady. I'm the goat. I'm one of the best to ever do to ever do it. But when I look at this Packers team, I look at Rogers. They have Devontae Adams, who's gonna be the best receiver on the field. You got Rogers, who's probably the MVP for this year, and you can make the argument he's the best quarterback on the field. Aaron Jones is the best running back on the field, and the Packers have the have the better offensive line. Now, while you're right, their defense isn't great. They still have Jair Alexander over there covering one of those top tier receivers.
0: Right. And, I mean, well, and they, and well, shoot, they one's out, and then he's covering one. So you know, what I'm saying the the options are getting limited.
1: And that's what I'm saying. So when I look at this game, I look at it thinking I don't think it's going to be that close when it gets to the fourth quarter. I think the Packers are going to pull away. I think it's going to be a 35 to 21 type game. I think Rodgers and Aaron Jones are really gonna like are just gonna murder that defense at every chance that they get. I think Rodgers is gonna jump and I think the Packers are gonna try and jump out early. I think Matt LaFleur is gonna draw up a bunch of different schemes and everything. I think Bruce Arians is gonna probably get frustrated and Brady's probably gonna get frustrated because they don't they don't have a running game to lean on either. Their running right. game does not strike any fear in my heart. I don't like you said, I'm not afraid of Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette.
0: Right. And all. Robert Jones is a little hurt. So it's really more Leonard Fournette than anything.
1: Yeah, I'm really not afraid of people.
0: <laughs> we could
1: both be healthy shooting for the stars. And I would still, like, they would not be circled on my whiteboard in the locker room, like, at all. I'd be <laughs> like, I wouldn't be like, yeah, we got to shut these guys down to win this game. Like,
0: no. So, no, I, f- I feel that. I definitely feel that. So, so, yeah, so we'll get into the Super Bowl matchup because Chiefs-Packers is a very, very nice matchup, Assuming, assuming that's the matchup you know, the two number one seeds, uh, you know, two top dogs, two, probably the two best quarterbacks this year for sure. Uh, in, in Rodgers and in Mahomes throughout the year. I mean, that's probably one, two in MVP voting regardless of who wins. That's probably one, two. So, yeah, so that's a good matchup. That's the matchup I'm rooting for. That's the matchup I think will happen. Um, I think, I think both games will be pretty close. You're, you're looking at both games as double digit. I mean, that's, that's, Definitely possible. I mean, you look at the the last week. Uh, out of the four games in the divisional round, three of them were double digit games. So, you know, in the playoffs, not it's a it's actually less likely, or I guess more likely for it to be double digit than people would assume. You know, because it's a playoffs, you assume every game to be close, but sometimes it really don't be like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I definitely could see that. But I think I think these two games would be close, especially the Chiefs Bills. I just um,
1: the, I just think the Chiefs and the Packers are like. I think this is the first time in a little while, maybe outside of last year, now that I'm thinking about it, that the number one seeds in both conference were so much far and away better than everybody else in the field. Like they're just right.
0: so. You know the the craziest thing about all this is that the NFL really finessed COVID this whole time. Like they didn't have to <laughs> cancel any games. They didn't have to push anything back. I mean, of course, really they kidding. had like, oh, what, they, I mean, they real? had the random, like, yeah, we need to play on Tuesday now, but like, they still got them done. It's not like they oh, had to add an extra week, you know what I'm saying, or like postpone for 10 days and regroup. Like, they, like, they powered through it like champs. So, I mean, look, everyone <laughs> slandered them, but they, Look, it looks like they got it done. Nobody's even co- like we're not even talking about COVID in the NFL anymore. Like we're not even like, oh, is someone going to be COVID positive for the Chiefs or you know what I'm saying? Like we're not even thinking about that anymore. Like that's crazy to think about from where we were three months ago.
1: That's big facts,
0: actually. <laughs> like just, that's crazy. Going like through it right now, man. Right, we were at a point where like every week we're we're terrified, especially like fantasy wise, like terrified of your fantasy being out for COVID, this and that. Now. We've never even considered, oh, is Devontae Adams going to be out for COVID? Like, how does that affect the Packers? Well, like, that's not even a conversation anymore. Like, the NFL really finessed. They figured it out. That's what it comes nah, out to sometimes. Nah, we'll see. So, but I know you itching for the real combo. You oh. know, we're going to move, move past the NFL. We got through the NFL. You know, once once these games happen, we'll have a few NFL discussions because, you know, they have the bye week before the Super Bowl. So, we'll definitely get into a lot of NFL stuff more so. Uh, but so, but since it's just me and you, you know, the, the folks don't know, but we've had, I wouldn't say a beef, but a slight <laughs> disagreement, slight disagreement on uh, the best center in the league in the NBA currently. You know, Jokic came out the gates going crazy. I mean, he's still averaging a triple-double, even though that's slightly overrated, but a little more impressive as a center. But still, you know, I'm not going to just assume just because he's averaging a triple-double that makes him the best. But he's putting up numbers. Denver is looking a little better. Yeah. However, however, the number one seed in the East Woo. being being carried by that man, Joel Embiid. Woo. Please, please talk, talk to the folks a little bit. Talk to the folks a little bit. I
1: just want to say this. For all the people out there throughout the years that have been telling me this and that about Embiid or he not serious or he don't really want it, you don't see the hunger for it. You know, he really looked at the roster. He looked at Doc. He looked at Daryl. He looked at the city of Philadelphia. You know, the Eagles stinking it up. And he was just like, he was like, fellas, I'm going to put y'all on my back <laughs> I'm doing this year. I'm going to put y'all on my back and and B, in my opinion. He not only looks dominant, like I think this is the most dominant center that we're that we're watching probably in like maybe a, a, like a little over a decade. Like probably I mean,
0: physically, he's bigger than everyone, like and, just off rip.
1: He's bigger than everyone and can move. But he's and I, and my thing about it is, it would be one
0: thing if he was just down in the paint, bullying people for every basket. He's doing everything. Oh yeah, no, everything. He's shooting open threes. He got a little mid-range the little mid range going. Giving him
1: the fadeaway. Giving him the footwork down low. He's passing the ball out. He's making the ball move on offense. And like even now at the end of games and close games, like that's that was that was the the one thing that I was really excited about. That first matchup we had with the Celtics, when him and Jalen Brown were going at it, and then at the end of the game, I didn't see them trying to move the ball around. Like I, I I hated that that dumb Brett Brown offense. Trying to move the ball to a shooter to get a wide open three. Doc is going through through what everybody else in Philly was begging for. Oh yeah, no If Doc's going to do one thing. He's going to ride his best player down to the end of the game, <laughs> the last two or three minutes of the game. They're going down there. They're spacing out the floor. They're dumping into a b and, and begging him to go to work. And they're putting Ben on the opposite block. So now you can't double him. If you double him, if you double him from the opposite side of the block, and B can make that pass to Ben. He showed it in that in both Celtics games at this point. He showed it right. throughout the season. Like if you put Ben on the opposite block and you put Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, and Shake Milton, or if you put Cork Moss, or if you put literally anybody from the bench, even Tyrese Maxey out there at this point, we spread them out. We put Ben and Embiid on opposite blocks and we let Embiid go to work. And you can't do anything about it. So yes, yeah, bro.
0: Bro, I'm looking up these numbers now just because I, I wasn't totally sure of his numbers, but and well, actually, what do you what do you think his numbers are right now? Give me points per game, field goal percentage, three-point percentage. I'm pretty sure he's probably averaging
1: like at least 27 or 28 points a game. He's also averaging um, probably like 47, 46 percent, 47, 48 percent from the field, probably
0: with 12 rebounds, and I would assume a block. Bro, this man's averaging, you were right, 27. This man's shooting 56 percent from the field and 40 percent from three. Man is shooting 40 percent from three. Like, now, that's different. If 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 Joel Embiid is out there shooting 40% from three, he's better than Anthony Davis. No, this is my thing. I told people last year, because everybody was telling me
1: Joker is Joker is a above and a way better shooter than Embiid. And I was like, look, no, no, he's he's shoot better than Embiid. Yes. He can shoot better than Embiid. Yes. But no, not, not Bob. Totally no, 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 no. You're not, acting by. like he's Steph Curry and Embiid, <laughs> it's Bobby Portis. Like, relax. Like, it's not that stark of a difference. Joker can shoot it. I'm terrified if he gets it and he's open to shoot it. But Embiid can shoot the ball. That's never an issue. The issue is when he was shooting five threes a game, as opposed to taking two of them away and going to the block. That was the issue. Right. Like like the vol like, that's my thing about it. Volume for Embiid, I think, is good as long as he's doing it inside of the three-point line, inside of the arc. As long as he's doing it in there, he can attempt 20 or 25 shots a game, and I'll be ecstatic. But right. if he's taking six threes a game and averaging 21 shots a game, I'm going to be upset and be pissed because right. you're, you're, you're not you're doing, doing a lot that. of settling. You
0: can't settle. You can't settle when you're that big.
1: Like, yeah, like he's, he's obviously – Like, and the thing is, my thing is, he's so imposing to people that when he hits them with a fadeaway or he hits them with a sidestep or he drop steps on them, I feel like people are so shocked and thrown off that he's giving them some type of footwork that they're not even a, in a position to try and defend his shot. <laughs> So like that's my thing. I mean, I think right now, I think like either top three, or you can even make the argument he's like the front runner for the MVP race. Like you said, league like we're leading the league, and we're we're the top team in the East right now. I don't think any offense runs through their star like we do at this point. And I think you're right about Doc. I think Doc is going to ride and beat as much as he can to the playoffs. Now the playoffs is a much different story. I'll be worried about the playoffs when we get there though. But like I think at some point. And I'm begging, like I love, I, I really do love Ben love Ben's tenacity on the defensive end. I love it. Because like last night, he won us that Boston game. Like Jalen Brown had had 42 and he was 16 or 28. But Ben got key, like he locked him up in key times in the fourth quarter. He stifled him a lot of times in the fourth quarter. He got back-to-back, he got back-to-back steals and he got back-to-back baskets. Like he got a basket. At the basket, he got a basket on a floater going to the basket and a, for a foul and one, made the free throw. Then on the next time the Celtics came down, he got a breakaway steal
0: for a fast break dunk. Right. So, no, he definitely does a lot, especially, like, pretty much everything that's not scoring.
1: But if I had the opportunity, if the Wizards called me and said they needed Ben for Bradley and asked for, like, two or three first-round picks or something, I'm I'm taking it. Like, I'm not going to even – I'm not going to even hang up the phone until, like, they flash <laughs> over the agreement. Like, they're going to flash <laughs> over the agreement while we're on the phone. Like, just because, I mean, I, I, again, I love that. I do. But I think Embiid needs that. Unless Tobi- – now, Tobias Harris has been kind of filling it up this season too. He's been playing really
0: well. And at this yes. point now – But Tobias Harris is not the – like, Tobias Harris to me is in that, like, that Chris Middleton range, like he's great in the regular season, but like, do you really trust him on an ISO in the fourth
1: quarter? That's why I need Bradley Bill because I,
0: <laughs> I don't trust him. Like,
1: I can't trust him to give me, like, if he, if we got to the playoffs today, and I was having this discussion with a bunch of people the other day because they were saying us and the Bucks are on the same, on the same tier as far as contenders go. And I said, well, I don't think we're on the same tier with the Bucks because every time we go to the playoffs, the only time we went outside was last year, and Ben answer, Ben was hurt. Tobias went down in the beginning of Game Three, and Josh Richardson didn't play in Game Two, and he got hurt in Game Four. So literally, it was Embiid, and it was Embiid versus the field last year, and he right, still really? he was still giving the Celtics big issues in every single game. Like they didn't have any answer for him. It's just right. when the rest of your team is shooting like eighteen percent or twenty six percent, you're kind of short, right? Um, what I'm saying is the Bucks go out sad every year, like every single year. It's, <laughs> and like last year, I've really felt bad for Giannis because it was like, I think he was averaging like almost 30 and 13 and he had five assists. But when I saw how badly the rest of that team was
0: shooting. I yeah. Was, Eric Bledsoe should have been locked up. That's Eric it, oh, oh. it
1: up. Chris Middleton, like you said, stinking it up. Who else? Um, Brooke Lopez stinking it up. Like all of them were just playing so terribly. And I was just like, all right, bro. Like it's only so much Giannis can do. Like I can't, I can't will them to play better. Like when I'm second best guy, who's an all-star quote unquote, you know, even though he's fraudulent, I think, but anyway, he's an all-star quote unquote, Chris Middleton. When he's averaging 15 points and he's shooting like 38% from the field, bro, like you're killing me, my guy. Like I'm not asking you to be amazing. I'm asking you to be decent. Like I'm asking you to just, be just good enough so that I don't have to carry the full weight of the offense on my shoulders for 40 minutes, every single game. And and every year, year in and year out, that's exactly what happens. Like he has to carry the entire offense. The rest of them stink it up and they end up going outside. (laughs) Toronto made them go outside. And then last year, the heat made them go outside.
0: Yeah. They went out. Yeah. They've gone out very sad. And, and, and And I do think overall, once they get to the playoffs, they do have a, I think they got a little worse in terms of a regular season team because they're not as deep. But obviously, Drew Holiday is a big upgrade over yeah, yeah. George Hill. And so, like, they did get a little better. But did they get enough better for me to feel comfortable that they're by far the best? I don't think so.
1: I don't believe in Chris Middleton. Like, that's my issue. Like, at, at all. Right. I don't
0: think – like, Chris Middleton,
1: this guy who averages 20 points per game that they say is an elite two-way player, he can get people involved, he's a good shooter, like – I, I don't believe I just don't believe in the
0: guy. Like, you I mean the numbers, I mean, and that's the thing with the Bucks is because they're so analytical, like focused. Like Budenhoser is a big analytics guy. Like all their like their all their players and Giannis included look way better on paper. Like and you look at the numbers and then you actually watch them play and you're just like
1: mm, they look so but,
0: pedestrian. Like Right, Giannis it was looked, like, well, look, "Wait a second. Looks amazing, but the rest of them look very pedestrian." <laughs> right. It's like like and don't get me wrong, because last year Middleton shot 40 almost 50% from the field. Almost he shot 90% from the three free three free throw line, He shot 41% from three. He he was very close to 50-40-90, averaging 20 with four assists and six rebounds. Like that's amazing. amazing. In a lot I mean, of he ways, he's like a number two. But then you watch him play and you're just like, like, like what is What's missing? Play? Like
1: <laughs> how does he do this? Like, like, and my thing about it is whenever I argue with people about it, I say, you know. Joe Johnson had the same issue in in one way. Like, you would look at him and you'd be like, dang, bro, like, when did he get 26 or 28 points? (laughs) You look at him, you look at a full game and you're like, okay, never mind. Like, he was getting it literally in the flow of the game. Like, he was scoring when he felt like it. It's just he wasn't out here dunking on people. He wasn't making people fall every single game. He was just pulling up in your face, hitting you with a crossover step back, going to the basket for a layup or a floater. Like, he just had, like, a very quiet game. So did Tim Duncan. But with Chris Middleton, I think he actually stinks. Like I think, <laughs> like like people be telling me he's like he's top 25. And, I, and I'll be like, bro, I promise you, on on anything to anyone, I can name you 25 people straight that are better than Chris Middleton in the league today, right now. Like people that rather
0: have Chris Middleton or Ben Simmons. Ben. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really speaking volumes. Yeah, I I I mean <laughs> to be honest.
1: Because like at least at least I know for a fact what I'm going to get with Ben every single game. I'm not I'm not going to be curious and be like, oh, he might give me 25 today or he might give me 20 today. I know right. for a fact, playoff time come, you know, if Ben has a phenomenal day, he's going to give me 25. That's a phenomenal day. That's real life like, like Ben was taking over. <laughs> but, but otherwise, I'm going to expect Ben to give me like maybe 14, maybe 14, 10, and 7. And he's going to give me two blocks and he's going to lock up on defense. He's going to cause key defensive – he's going to cause disruption on defense. Whereas Chris Middleton, I'm gonna think every single game. Okay, this will be the game when he give me 20. No, this will be the game when he give me 20. No, this will be the game <laughs> when he give me 20. And it's it's just not gonna happen. Or the or the worst thing is he give, he finally gives me 20, but he shoots like eight of 26 to give me that 20. And then I'm. Gonna, <laughs>
0: gonna I will a, say that for the Bucks, I I, I do think that because they're kind of stuck with their roster, like they're not trading Chris Middleton to, for an upgrade. They're not trading Drew Holiday for an upgrade. Like they're kind of stuck with what they are. Maybe they can get a buyout guy or whatever, whatever. So, to me, in terms of Bucks, because I do think on paper, even though Embiid is playing the best, on paper, the Bucks have the best roster. Like they have the best three players to me. I think Philly is right there with Simmons. If I got a little bit more from Simmons, I would put them above. But to me, Drew Holiday, Chris Milton, Giannis is the best trio in the East. And slightly under that is Embiid, Simmons. Over, over Brooklyn? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a whole nother. <laughs> That's no, 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 no. Brooklyn is a whole other. I'm talking hey, about hey, Ronnie, in terms of the I'm, confines of the whole team because Brooklyn. I don't even want to give strong opinions on Brooklyn until they play like ten games. Ronnie, so I mean, I'm kind funny of just in the them light, out man. of my entire thought process. Ronnie, but you're right. They're look right real, in terms of that. They
1: look real funny in the light. I'm just letting you know, man. Like, uh-uh. like
0: look, man. We got to give them time. You, you know, what saying they, the, they aren't a complete team. They need another big bad.
1: They need. They need more players, bad.
0: Well, yes, all well, yes, they need, yes. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I don't know. So anyway, I'll say, I'm, and I'm also thinking of teams that are already established. Like the Nets aren't necessarily established yet. Like we have to give them some time. But okay. so that's why they were out of my thought process. But you're right; they are the by far the best trio. But between the Bucks and the Sixers, I think the Bucks have a slightly better trio. But Doc Rivers is using his players as we talked about before weight like a lot better like where he's finally using Embiid in the proper way to really get the most out of him I don't think that Budenhoser is using his team I I, like he's using Giannis too much like LeBron and not enough like AD like I need Giannis setting more picks not running pick and rolls yeah you know what I mean like I need Giannis finishing not at the top of the key kicking it out yeah (laughs) you know what I mean like I need I need more more of that, especially now that you have Drew and Chris Middleton, like you have two good playmakers. That's really my big point on, on that, on the bucks, on their coaching. I just don't don't think that they're using their talent in the most efficient way. And so that's kind of why I'm just like, eh, on them. Cause I don't, I don't, you talk about, you don't think you don't trust Chris Middleton. I don't trust Budenhozer. So that's, that's very fair to say. I don't, I don't trust Budenhozer. So that's, so to me, you know, the Nets are like the super wild card. Because at their peak, they're by far the best team. But they have a lot of pieces that need to come together. So, we'll see. Toronto's kind of out of it. But right now, like, it's looking like the Sixers. I mean, it's early. It's only 13, 15 games. But it's looking like the Sixers right now are, are, are the favorite. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Because the Nets, like you said, the Nets are right there. But the Kyrie thing, they got to figure out. They need more players. They need at least two more players. Like, they, they have, like, six total players to who, I, who I would trust in any sort of – <laughs> DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan is not one of them. <laughs> Bro, he's he is sorry. Like, he is so bad. Oh, man. He, he is so six. bad.
1: So, I'm trying to think about the six because you got, of course, the big three. You got Landry Shannon.
0: I mean, one, Joe Harris is a clear number four.
1: Joe Harris, number four, five. Okay, so four, five. Spencer is out for the season. so I mean, yeah,
0: he, you can't even count Spencer Dinwiddie. So I'm trying to figure out who's the sixth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what was really dawning on my head. I was like, who's the sixth? Because I don't I mean, Brown. I like
0: I like that Brown dude a little bit. I mean, he hasn't played a lot. I, I kind of like him, like, for Bruce what he Brown? does. Yeah. Oh, no. Stop I, it. I don't like him for what he does. I mean, like, again, it. I don't want him on the court in the fourth quarter. But, sixth like, he's, bro, he's the his role. He's the sixth- He's the sixth that you trust? <laughs> I mean, look, I, look, I'm reaching here. I'm grasping for straws at this All point. right, All right, thank you. At least <laughs> you you're I'm high. grasping for straws, you know, because then it's like... Out. That's all right. Because after that, you get to what? Timothy, Long, TLC, whatever, that like French guy. You know what I'm saying? All right. I think he's all right for that team. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. We'll see. So to me, I guess going back to my original forgetting of the Nets, I was more so like, Thinking of Bucks versus Sixers because right now I look at them as the one and two in the East.
1: Yeah, I just right
0: now early. We'll see. We'll see how Boston looks once Tatum comes back because yeah, that duo that Jalen Brown is acting different. Yeah, he he looks, <laughs> he, looks he looks scary. He's scary. I was over hey, there. Jalen uh, Brown acting different. Him and Tatum. Lie. That's that's a that's a crazy scoring duo.
1: But my thing about it is when Jason Tatum comes back, I feel like Jalen Brown's gonna have to like because. While he has been scoring, he's also been taking a lot of shots
0: every game. So, I feel like – I mean, he's he's used to be – he's only doing this because Tatum's not there. He's yeah, played his whole true. career with Tatum there. I think he understands once, you know, once Tatum's back, he knows his role. But, like – and he's a smart guy. He's You know what I'm saying? He's not he's – not, he's not a Kyrie type of guy.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, you no. Know what I'm saying? I'm saying is you still have to take shots away from Jalen Brown when Jason Tatum comes back because Tatum is obviously the best player on the team. So, like
0: – Man, I don't – look, I don't think it's that far off. Ooh, really? But I've, I've always – look, we can go back to my Twitter in 2018. I was saying that Jalen Brown was going to be better than Jason Tatum. Now, I don't think that I was totally right. Like, I do think Tatum is a little better. But they are not far off at all to me. I can respect that. To me. I don't think – like, this, that's similar to, like, the the tyreek Nuke discussion that we were just having. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not far off. It's that's like, perfect. like, like Tatum is on a on a on a different level, but it's that level ain't that much higher. That step up ain't that much higher, for me.
1: Okay, okay, I can I can see it, I
0: can hear it. But, but I do have some bias because, like I said, I like Jalen Brown a lot from jump, and I've been slightly wrong on Tatum. I didn't think he was going to be this good this soon, so yeah. I do have some bias. But that's just me. I didn't think he was going to be this good. Period. Like I didn't think he was going to be this guy
1: yet. Right, him and him and Ingram have, have have uh, Ingram really blossomed, but I think he just had to get away from it. I believe really that's just what it is.
0: Oh, yeah, no, the Lakers, yeah, the Lakers are kind of toxic for the young guys. But shoot, Joel Embiid MVP. If the season stopped today, Joel Embiid getting that MVP. Long season to go, though. We're gonna we go revisit this, of course, and like, yeah, we'll revisit this. Okay. And and I don't again, I don't want to have any takes on the Nets yet. I mean, right now. Like I said, the biggest takeaway is they don't have enough players. <laughs> it's the biggest takeaway. They have they have no defense. Colin Sexton was giving them what was putting them in hell. The last <laughs> <day>. <laughs> hey. hey Another yeah. player who I like, Colin Sexton going into the draft. I said I said I like Colin Sexton over Trey Young. Uh I still don't know about that, but I look, I have the tweets to back it up. So when it comes to fruition. You know who said it first? No, I mean I believe you. I just don't. I don't know if I'm. I don't
1: know if I'm on that. On that
0: train. I'm yet. on. I'm on that hill. I'm dying
1: on that hill. I'm not ready to be on that hill yet. Trey. Trey is still is still wildly
0: OC. Like he's just. He, I mean, he is, but it's like he plays zero. He plays negative defense. I think he plays Steph no Curry. defense. Yeah. So does Steph Curry. Like That, that, that stop, is. Stop, stop! 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 stop. Don't, don't ever compare them.
1: <laughs> no. stop, stop. stop! 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 Right now. All right, so does James Harden. Like, what do you say? Like, all of the top scorers, none of them play defense. Like, okay, Durant,
0: but Trey Young is not on that level of scoring
1: Kevin Durant was the was the anomaly. Like,
0: he's the only one that attempts to play defense. The
1: rest of the top scorers oh, don't really play it. Okay,
0: but what are, where's Trey Young took his team as a number one scoring offense? Nowhere. Those guys at least can drag you scoring-wise. Trey Young has no shit. I mean, well, we will see what the Hawks do this year. I mean, you know. It's the, 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 I mean, yeah, they must say, hey, look. I'm on Trey Young's ass if they don't make the playoffs this year. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm on his neck. Because I already, I already was never a fan, but he kind of humbled me. You know, what I'm saying, even though his team stunk, he was doing his thing. Well, he say, didn't have the players. Hey, so I'm like, all he's, right, he's, you got it. I'm gonna give you some more time. 27,
1: Look, 27 and nine, 47% shooting from the field, 41% shooting from three. Like he don't
0: shoot that well from three. Stop.
1: Don't say Last year. I'm saying last year, when he had this all star year. Remember before Man. the All Star break, he was lighting. He was lighting people on fire.
0: Like he was doing anything. I mean, I'm just saying, he shot 36 from from the from three the whole year. Yeah, but, last year before the before the All Star break though, he was on fire. That's why I saying. mean, I look. He's his career is 34. <laughs> percent Like you know, what I'm saying, like just because he takes them a lot doesn't mean that he makes a lot. I mean, but, but if I take but if I take eight
1: eight threes a game and then I make three, I mean, come, come on now. Right. But
0: look, that's good. Don't get me wrong. That's good, but I'm just saying he's no elite shooter. His I, I, perception, what? his perception as a shooter is better than the numbers. I think he's a I would think he's a pretty elite shooter. A lot of but again, he's shooting 34%. Percent. What about what elite what's elite about that? He just takes long threes.
1: Rodney, I gotta look at the numbers again. Because if he's shooting
0: 10 what do you mean? look, eight, I'm looking eight, at them eight, right four, in front of my four, computer. Four? I pulled them up just for you. I'm not like guessing. I'm on but, basketball but, reference right now.
1: But Rodney, but how many threes is he attempting a game? I don't care. Bro, 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 bro. <laughs> Who else is the going to score? He has to create every three he takes. Like, it huh? doesn't matter. Steph Curry has to do the same thing, and he shoots 40%. Stop it. Stop it. For years, Steph did not have to create every single three he took. They ran an offense, yeah. and it got him open through screens.
0: Don't do bro, that. Bro, James Harden has to shoot about 40%, and he creates all his threes.
1: Now you have a point there. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. It's all the same. I can go down the list. I can go down the list. Brad Bill. Is shooting way better and he creates all his threes. What's way better? 36%, 37%, or 40%? Let me I'm going look. I'm on basketball reference right now. I don't want nothing lost in translation.
1: Because if you tell me Bradley Bill is shooting 30 36%, you're saying he's shooting way better. I'm I'm a i am I'm
0: a lead. He's shooting 37 this year and for okay. his career he's shooting 38. Okay. That's that's pretty close to 40.
1: Respect that. I can respect
0: that that's pretty close support on the same amount of attempts he's shooting seven a game eight a game every year
1: i can respect that i can respect
0: so that. so that's that's my only point i need i need trade to, to, to uptake that a little bit more before he gets into that, that elite conversation that's all before the elite conversation he's not in the elite he's not in the elite conversation for anything to me Ooh, okay. to me Looks like that he's he's not but, but 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 he's young. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is how he always will be. I'm only speaking right now in the very present tense. But shoot, we we didn't get off track and everything. We supposed to be talking about Joel Embiid. So we are gonna wrap this up. You got any final thoughts?
1: Uh,
0: my final thoughts: Embiid for president. <laughs> Man, say Embiid for president. Respect. Even though I don't think he was born here, but it's all good. He's acting different. Like, he is acting different, but we'll see. Like I said, it's a long season. That boy be getting tired. He be huffing and puffing come playoff time. So we are gonna see what that conditioning looking like after about seventy games.
1: We are gonna see. We are gonna see. I mean, we gonna. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Doc going. He gonna do a smart thing. He's gonna stop rolling on it, be so much and asking to do everything. He gonna start. Well, you,
0: you you can't ask Ben to help. So
1: I mean, no, nah, we're gonna ask everybody though. It's gonna be a collect. It's gonna be a group effort. It's a group project.
0: All right, I hear. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Trying to be asking Shake Milton for 20 a night, God bless. You know, I like Shake, don't get me wrong. Hey, like hey, shake. hey, my, my motto two
1: years ago was blow it up and build around Shake. What you mean, <laughs> blow it up and build around Shake?
0: Hey, <laughs> that, that's the most Philly fan take you've ever given. <laughs> Blow it up and build around shape. That's what a Philly ass fan. everybody else is being unserious. Joel was over here, you know,
1: <laughs> saying, like you know, I got I got his mom throwing throwing middle fingers in the crowd, and then like then over yeah, here. Yeah, now he when Joel M B
0: was crying on that white woman's shoulder, I, I didn't know what to think.
1: Yeah, bro, like he was doing that <laughs> over here, trying to figure out how you can get to the club as fast as you can just, to meet Kendall. Like I, I just, yeah, y'all really yeah, sure. very
0: unserious team. But, hey, but Joel's got a kid now. You know what I'm saying? I think that's where the seriousness is coming from. Like, I, need <laughs> talk, I need to win. Like it's just getting out of hand now. Damn, bless you. All right, bro. Enjoy your weekend. I'm gonna post this. You know, we record it on Saturday. Post it on Saturday. We'll see how these playoff games go. Ho- hopefully, Kyrie isn't scared anymore. He comes out of hiding. Oh, uh, oh yeah, we, we next. So don't even <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll be get on the next week. But all right, bro. All right. Bro. <laughs> Long, two to tie, Michigan have to bring his Oh, he walked. Out. He, he walked, in and the referee missed it. whoever brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he calls too many out. timeouts. That's a technical
1: foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and
0: Jimmy calls a technical. He-, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many, and so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. Mental mistake. Mental mistake.